All right, everybody, welcome back to the 20 by 20 podcast, where you are a uh, fly on the wall, as they say, and to our conversations of, <laughs> of nonsense. My name is Peter. I am here in quarantine, and I am joined today, as always, by Chris. Chris, are you out there? I'm here, watching <laughs> Skinner and Bret Hart for the IC title on 1882 in the background, so I'm Skinner. ready to go. <laughs> and we're also joined this week, two weeks in a row. Oh, baby. We're here with Cousin Aaron. Yo. What's going on, Aaron? Yo, what's going on? Ready to talk about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> we're here with Corktown's shit talking. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Corktown's resident the original Cork. <laughs> Uh, it's always a pleasure when we get Aaron on, and then doubly because we're doing a very special uh, yearly episode that we always talk about, with is the Hall of Fame. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but that's always uh, fun to talk about. Hey, you know who we forgot last week? Well, this week we forgot Jacob because he is not here with us. It's just the three of us. But uh, we forgot the band. We had to put them in post. <laughs> so uh, I got the band here today. Not everyone's here, but uh, enough of them made it in the quarantine. We're all safely separated, and we're going to uh, hit the song. Come on, band, let's play right now. Live from the 20 by 20 studios, sponsored by 20 by 20 Apparel, this is the 20 by 20 podcast. I am Marmalade Fowlweather, and here are your hosts, Peter and Chris. Alright, that was the 20 by 20 band, or as close as we could get to it. A couple guys missed out, but most of them are here, and now they're going back to quarantine. Thanks, guys. So, Did you are, check their temperatures before they came in? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> since I do that all day at work, I love doing <laughs> it when I get home, too. Thank you. So, so, yeah, we are going to start our episode here, but we got all of our, our nonsense to get out of the way. Uh, as you know, this is the 20 by 20 pod, powered by 20 by 20 apparel. Find us all on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tout, uh, Bumble. <laughs> All those fun things. That's at 20 by 20 pod, at 20 by 20 apparel. Lots of stuff going on on the apparel site. Since uh, last week, we touched on it, but now you want to uh, speak specifically about the new pin that you uh, just debuted there, Chris? Yes, finally arrived. The uh, WrestleMania 6, uh, the gold, the gold, not yet, the pink Cadillac, <laughs> DDP driving out the boys, rhythm and blues to the ring. We got <laughs> the Jimmy boys. Hart hold up. Holding up the gold plaque. It's all there for you. Yeah, Peggy Sue is on the side, too, isn't she? Yep. They're, they're hard to see. It's very tiny, but all details down in there. Shipping now, ready to roll. And to help some charity, swing on by, grab the uh, Stay Home, Watch Wrestling Quarantine t-shirt. 100% <laughs> of proceeds go to No Kid Hungry, which uh, our buddy Kevin said sounds like the Human Fund, which I admit it does sound, it does, it does sound like a strange Money name for, for uh, charity but it is legit I uh, I picked it off of the, the late show I had their list of preferred uh, charities used because it's kind of hard to find one you know there's so yeah. many can't tell which one's real so the late show had their list of ones that seemed good and I'm like you can't go wrong with feeding kids so I, I did that, say or just make a donation 
I did see that uh, Eddie Vedder just did something for them too. So it's uh, oh, there we go. That's yeah, a good company to be in. Got to be legit. Did you watch the uh, was it the musicians doing all their stuff on Fox? Was that last or on not on Fox but on every channel? Every um, channel so, but Fox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Eddie Vedder song where he was doing the the new track on like his old pump organ yeah, from like eighteen fifty. Cool. It's like Jesus Christ! You know he just did that so that he could show off his his studio. He has uh, weird ass old instruments. Yeah, I meant to tag you in it, but then he did. Uh, a song off of Into the Wild on um, someone else's um, oh, nice. online festival. I was, I'll tag you on that one too. So that's there's so many like streaming musical things out there. It's hard to keep track. It's kind of cool watching them. Yeah, like at first it was just like Billy Joe Armstrong doing uh, something on the late <laughs> show, but yeah, now it's like nonstop. But every time I see Aaron online, I see him posting about different bands doing watch alongs and yeah, yeah. There's there's a ton of shit out there. It's been pretty cool to have. Uh, you know, just different, something to watch, something to feel, you know, drink a beer and feel like you're sort of normal again, at least. Yeah, that's that's a cool idea. Like, even, I hope stuff like that sticks around. Like, I mean, obviously, you want to go to a concert, and there's nothing beats that, but it is cool to sit home and watch, it's like every week, Flogging Molly does one or two songs. Yeah. I've watched uh, Reverend Peyton do a couple. Anyone, like I don't care who it is. There's just cool shit out there. Yeah, Whitey Morgan's so. done two. Bob Wayne just did one. Huber. Whitey Morgan was hammered at that first one. How <laughs> in that tequila? Oh, yeah. Didn't he just do one that was all Waylon songs? Yeah, yeah. That was good. I watched the replay of it. I've been so, watching Tallest Man on Earth keeps doing a bunch. He did one of his albums front to back, and they did just covers. But it was funny because he kept getting his feed kept lagging, so he just like keep strumming mid song until I'd like cut back in. He's like, are we good? Are we good? All right. Now you can see me. Okay. Like just continue <laughs> on with the song. Did either of you guys, it's good to see that we're not just C6 Steve. No, no. I meant to see them. <laughs> oh no. I love yeah, C6. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tag us or, or text me that one. So I don't forget. That's, that's a good one. I don't know if it happened yet or see, if it's we, still about a, to happen. I got to check. Yeah. Get on that research. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll cover for you while you're looking, <laughs> while you're not watching barbed wire death matches. <laughs> no, that's still on. Um, see, we don't just watch wrestling. We watch music. We watch. Uh, I don't know what else we watch. That's pretty much it for, for us. I just finished finished my office rewatch, which was good to rewatch all of those again. Yeah, it's hard for us to rewatch that because it's on all day every day. So it's <laughs> we just pop it on. Um, Man, I haven't watched any of those really in forever. So it was cool going through them all. And what's next on your rewatch? We started Parks and Rec, which we watched the first couple episodes when it started and then fell off. But everyone says to muscle through season one and then it gets really good. Yeah, Parks and Rec is good. I, I approve of that. Oh. I'm finishing, finishing Boardwalk, too. Jesus. Which, oh, man. I'm on, I, started, I started season <laughs> four, which Danielle fell asleep on the couch and woke up during a very weird sex scene, of course. It always happens. <laughs> I'm like, because this show has the strangest sexual stories yes, on it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> How do- if, you could take, if you could take that out, it'd be a fantastic show. I just get uncomfortable watching those. Yeah. My man, How did we any, uh, talk with his asphyxiation, <laughs> masturbation uh, fetish? Yeah. <laughs> uh. How did we talk about wrestling for an hour before? Now we're, we, talking about- <laughs> now we're talking about everything else. Oh man, this is this is why you're just a fly on the wall and a person in the back seat of our car while we're just bullshitting about bullshit. Oh, and this all tied back to the uh, "Stay Home Watch Wrestling" T-shirt, which 
if you listened last week, we all kind of brainstormed all at the same time on the last episode. So it's good to see that that made its way out there and it uh, is doing some good, getting some charity work and everyone. Yeah, uh, hopefully get them in the next week or two and then get them on your bodies. We want everyone to stay home and be sports entertained. <laughs> What else do we got here? A uh, little bit of a follow-up I have. I have a couple follow-ups if we can jump to that. <laughs> if someone wants to jump into their beer, I can hear. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, did you happen to listen to the uh, Greg Iron episode that we had a couple weeks ago? I think I only got to listen to a little bit, and then the baby started crying, and I had to hit pause, <laughs> and I forgot about it. So, not yet. I was just curious, because we didn't really mention it last week with you, but... uh that we didn't talk about it in that episode either that the last time we saw him was at the sanctuary fight club and that was a show that all three of us went to uh, which was a real good show yeah uh, we didn't talk about it with greg but yeah the all four of us went out in hamtramck and painted the town red (laughs) or we just got got burgers and bullshitted about wrestling but uh i just wanted to bring that back up that uh you know to see because that was a cool night you know it was a good show and Greg's a cool guy, just hanging out and just bullshitting with us, you know, just like a normal dude. So. Yeah, he was super cool. Yeah, that show was, uh, didn't expect it to be that good. I was like, yeah, this will be fun, but every match was enter- entertaining to watch. Got to do a shout out to my buddy Joe Coleman. Oh, he was phenomenal. Yeah. He was hilarious. Yeah, that was one of the, there's one or two real good matches, and he was definitely, you know, one of the best ones. That show is, I think it's up in its entirety on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, they, they always tease it on, on their um, Instagram. I think it's on YouTube, so go back and enjoy that. We'll, we'll post a link somewhere when that comes up. Um, Speaking but, of YouTube, I get to still need to watch the uh, the elusive Abdul the Butcher Taylor match that you sent me <laughs> that we were at. Uh, the one that Steve is definitely at because we saw <laughs> yeah, a picture, a picture of, of him. <laughs> In Taylor, Michigan? How come you weren't oh. there? Yeah. yeah, it was at the Taylor Sportsplex. Oh, God, how did I miss that? Yeah, where were I you at? You might have been ah. at Adrian then, because I know Luke went. I think Luke and uh, maybe yeah, Logan probably. came with him. Yeah, I was probably at school. Yeah, it was Abdullah and... Uh, Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher, and I remember them chasing us through the crowd and stuff. <laughs> it's funny that, that that's how I remember it too, but when you watch it, it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see where that happened. But. Oh, in my mind, I had Abdullah running at me with a fork and I ran away from him. <laughs> I, I agree. I was the same way, but I'm like trying to see it and I just, I didn't see it. But I'm going to have to watch it maybe tonight after Dr. Death episode and or a Dr. D episode. <laughs> there's a lot going on out there. A lot of wrestling to watch, YouTube, network, all of that. Uh, another feedback that I got, uh, I got a text from our buddy Bobby Shields. Saying that, you know, because we were talking about him on the yeah. Greg Iron episode, and we need to get Bob on here one day. So we're going to work on that. <clears throat> Bob's a good dude, and he's uh, he's got a million stories, too. So He's got a million-dollar body. <laughs> he's got a million-dollar ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then something from the last episode that I can't believe we didn't do. How did we not draft anyone to old-time wrestling? <laughs> Like, that just seems like we should have come up with a good gimmick for someone. Aiden English would have been a good one. For that. <laughs> well, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was his gimmick when he was the uh, old-timey Speaking guy. Speaking of uh, drafting guys, you see who got let go yep, today? Yep, that's on my list. Our uh, boy Curtis Axel. Oh. Isn't he Mr. Perfect, son? Yeah. Yes. yeah. He's also boys with Shooter Jennings. Is he? There we go. 
Maybe he'll be on the next shooter album doing an intro. Oh man. B team. Weird as shit. <laughs> yeah, how does he get released and not Bo Dallas? Maybe Bo Dallas got some pool. Keep him around. Yeah, he's gonna be in the Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe guys too, like they said, guys who wanna leave, they're just gonna let go now. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know. It's an interesting time in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, whatever it is back and kicks back up, it'll be really interesting, exciting to watch where guys pop up. And Oh, yeah. Unless I, you're going to have like month leeway now. You'll kind of forget some of the guys. Like, oh, shit, that guy got let go. No, man, there's Rusev on old-time wrestling. <laughs> uh, <fucking> tank. <laughs> See him coming in as the Red Scare in old wrestling? Oh, man. Yes. Joseph Stalin <laughs> comes in as Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna happen this is why we should be booking Wrestling all the gulag match <laughs> <laughs> it's in the basement of the whiskey factory just <laughs> oh well, let's see what else do we have here uh you guys have any cleanup from earlier episodes or anything uh that you need to get out there that we haven't gotten out in the last hour and a half of bullshitting nope <laughs> i i have one uh one quick one for Aaron in, uh, in particular. A couple times in the past, we've done a, a little bit called What's Your Era, which is where we talk about a wrestler and you just come up with like, what era do you think of when you think of that guy? Sure. You know, because some people have so many different distinct eras. And since we're talking Hall of Fame and last year, we all picked the Steiner Brothers. When you think of the Steiners, like what's your era of Rick and or Scott Steiner? Oh, for sure. Um, like uh, 96, 97 WCW. Like when I think of Steiners 100%, I think of like every Monday Nitro opening up with Harlem Heat versus <laughs> the Steiners. <laughs> I feel like that was every every time – Monday Nitro, you know, the first match was always Harlem Heat and Steiners. I can't mm-hmm. like That's funny. A million times <laughs> I feel like I've seen that. What about you, Chris? What are you thinking when you're thinking Steiner Brothers? <sighs> it it, it might be ninety three WBF. Yeah, see that's I think that's where I gravitate towards. It's yeah, just it's like, a toss up. It's definitely between ninety six WCW and ninety three WBF, which is kind of funny. It's definitely not pre WBF, WCW, NWA era, which I imagine most people would pick. It's hard for me to separate it out and not think Scott Steiner is just jacked up, you know, big pop a pump nowadays. Well, not nowadays, but, you know, like a NWO run and beyond. Yeah, he almost like a totally different person at that point. It's so weird, like, how how much he changed. I mean, he was always jacked out of his mind, but he just got so funny and weird when he became a big pop a pump. (laughs) Yeah, it's... It's really, he didn't change much. He just changed yeah. like his hair and his goatee and he wears a black right. shirt. But like, he's so different. But like, it's hard for me to separate the two. It is weird. <clears throat> when I go back and look, like, I don't remember Scott Steiner always being that massive, but he really was that massive the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And he's flying around the ring doing crazy shit off the top rope and they're shit in Japan. Oh, they, and, I don't know how they didn't kill somebody in the ring, dude. They did some brutal yeah. ass moves to some jobbers, man. <laughs> they would just you know, it, and we, squash I, matches. I may change my pick. I think I also think a little bit, like you said, pre WWF, like their NWA run. Cause their shit when they were wrestling like doom every week. Oh man. 
I mean, those <laughs> were just beating the piss out of each other. Uh, yeah, see, that era WCW is like, I wasn't that big into it then, so that'd be something I'd like to like revisit after my Nitro rewatches. Oh, so much to Not go back and early rewatch. Early 90s WCW, because, yeah, it's kind of all over the map, isn't it? Yeah, you could... You could probably just do pay-per-views. You don't have to, like, obviously there's no Nitro, so you don't have to worry about that stuff. But you could pick up and even just pick and choose probably matches so you're not bogged down with 20 years of horseshit. That was earlier today. I listened to the uh, Jim Ross episode about uh, the Clash, where it's two out of three falls, uh, Steamboat and Flair. Oh, yeah. And they, and they discuss how, like, that entire card is garbage, but that match just is so good it saves it. So I'm like, yeah, stuff like that, I just go back and watch just that match. And Yeah, but you'd get fast st- forward and just Yeah, fast forward and catch some funny stuff here and there on that. Yeah, you'd get stuck. Like, they say it's garbage, but you'd want to watch, like, you know, Luger and Stan Hansen. Or, uh, <laughs> that's not yeah. garbage. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, there's just there's nonsense to them, but that's what we'd rather watch. So. Follow the 20 by 20 apparel on Twitter and follow the uh, WCW quarantine rewatch. And everything I share is not the highlights of the shows. It's all the lowlights <laughs> of the shows that I love. Yeah. That's it's, it's getting good. Getting there fast. Can't Lodi wait. pulled a fish out of his trunks when he got thrown in the lake by uh, Saturn. <laughs> oh, so the flock is broken up. Is that official? Yeah. They uh, like Kidman turned on him at the pay-per-view and then on, uh, Nitro the next night they all like walked out on Raven so this oh. week's Nitro I haven't I even got to see what what the fallout fully is well I'm sure so you'll... many jobbers <laughs> have, have they gotten the three hours yet yeah you're way past oh, yeah. that all right yeah it's been three hours for a while slowing it down <laughs> yeah there's a they gotta fill the time with someone it's, <laughs> it's Barry Darso it's Marty Janetti <laughs> Janetti looks real weird in that era <laughs> Well, uh, we look forward to your recaps of uh, Nitros from 98. Maybe we'll, we should have a poll for uh, what we should binge watch next. That's a good idea. We got a couple we ideas. Simultaneously binge it and yeah, talk about it. Update. What did we, we came up with a couple of good ones the other day. We had a Wrestling Society X. Um, I'm always down for the old uh, NXT, uh, the ECW reboot. I would WWE, do that. CW. Yeah, I would do that instantly. That's really those are, yeah. Those are the three top choices. I mean, even if we just did eras, like we were talking earlier about, like Terry Funk and Ric Flair, like that era of like '89 NWA. Like I would do right. something like that. Like just a year of pay per views of some fed. Like that's yeah, I'd be down a, to do that for early WW late. Yeah, because like, how many times have you seen those shows? You know, some of them never. Yeah, so I, that'd be a good one. Yeah, well, we'll get something going. That'll be our... <laughs> After you finally watch all the, the <laughs> Hell in a Cells, you son of a bitch. I'm ready to go. We'll record that episode right now. I watched all... Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I watched all 50 fucking of those horrible matches, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got so. the 2002 or so. <laughs> that was like five of them. There's been that many. <laughs> the ones you've seen a million times. There's almost 50. Holy shit. And I want... all of them suck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you just want to... If we ever tape that episode, you can just hang out and bullshit with us while we <laughs> yeah, do it, do if you'd like. Or you can start watching them now, and maybe by the time we actually that do it, happen. you'll see them all. Uh, but <laughs> for your satisfaction, the first bunch are just super bloody. 
and then all of a sudden, no blood whatsoever. Well, that's what I remember. Though. So there's a very distinct the line. The Michaels of, Taker one was great. The Mick Foley Taker one was great. And uh, I don't even remember anything else after that. For That was kind of like right when I stopped watching, though, too. It's like after that. No blood, no air. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't think you can have a There's gimmick a match like that and not have blood. That's my problem with the WWE now is like they have all these gimmick matches and like pay-per-views centered around hardcore matches and none of them have blood in them. Yeah, yeah how do you have a cage match and not rake a guy's head right. on it? How do you fight for the love of your life and then finally get her and not carve <laughs> your your adversary's face <laughs> like with a, a jack-o'-lantern sharp pencil <laughs> not wear his face like that just doesn't make sense at all that's so not believable <sighs> all right so is there anything else we need to cover that we want to bullshit about or do we want to get right to it I was just going to mention, I uh, recently watched uh, a night or two ago the Lemmy Triple H interview on the network. That was a cool <laughs> surprise. Never seen that. That's random. It was out of the blue. They just like dropped it this week. I'm like, what? What is this? And it was recorded like a week before he died. Oh, that's weird. That's thought... pretty cool, though, telling stories of how they met and hanging out and shit. I thought it was the one where they he played the theme song on his lap. <laughs> they do talk about... Uh, which mania was i think it was mania 21 they're like ready to go live and they can't find lemmy and they're like where the fuck is lemmy and they like tell him to hurry up and triple h is like he is not gonna hurry up and he's just shaking his head he's like nope no i'm not he just like walks on stage they're like where's his guitar and they can't find it when right before lemmy died he used to just hang out at some shitty bar and like uh where did he live hollywood or la or something and he would play keno all day yeah that's very yeah funny because he's sitting there they're out got these little shitty red booths looks like something out of goodfellas and he's got his uh ashtray in front of him with his marble reds <laughs> oh good old lemmy we almost saw him right before he died but we I still heard him from afar and i thought yeah i'll see him next time he comes to town well that's what happens when a festival has three main events playing at the exact same time right. you gotta pick and choose yeah we- when i picked the guy i seen two times already and he still is alive yeah, but that was still sweet. It was. I still should have saw him. They played, uh, it was Motorhead and Reverend Horton Heat for $15 at the Motor City Casino soundboard, and I didn't go, and I still. Oh my God. <laughs> and after going to Old Crow at the soundboard, I was blown away by the yeah. sound there, and I'm like, yeah. fuck. Great venue. Well, me and Melissa talk about, there's like, I would go see any, you know, minor or major act there. Like That, that venue is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah I was surprised how cool it was. I've never seen a bad show there, and I've seen some weird-ass fucking people. But I think I always assumed it would just be like seats and just like a bland, boring casino setting, but it was a, it's a cool venue, and the sound is amazing. Yeah. Beers aren't that bad. No. <laughs> There's a nice little, uh, nice little pastry shop right outside the front door there. <laughs> you can get yourself a little snack ski while you're leaving for the night. Fuck pre-drink at my place. It's literally, pastry. we can walk there in seven minutes. Yeah. All right. It's crazy how cool. I look out my window and well, I see Motor City Casino. It's like a quarter mile from our place. Dude. It's wild. Well, if we can ever That's get back out and have a real life, maybe we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to have to. Grab That's a, our pact. More <laughs> soundboard shows together. Yeah. There's always weird, like, it's always like solo rock shows and 
you know, like the, the lead singer of a band is just there on a solo right. tour, or it's a bad like '90s R&B show. It's just <laughs> it's so like random how they do shit there. But and then every once in a while there'd be something really cool like out the blue. Yeah, we'll stop at Aaron's. We'll grab a pizza from Michigan and oh, Trumbull, yeah. and we'll walk over and we'll we'll make a night of it. That sounds. Heavenly. They should do wrestling there. Imagine like a TNA show there. <laughs> that would fit perfect there actually yeah you know we always talk about like if wrestlemania comes back what all the, like the venues that they could use that would be a great venue for oh yeah a wrestlemania week yeah Imagine definitely fucking gcw in there blood sport in there <laughs> my god i see i see gcw at the majestic <laughs> yeah they gotta be somewhere super grimy <laughs> that are like oh, i think st andrews is too small for them yeah it's the old state fairgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good I saw one. ECW there, wow. and I saw that Dudley's put uh, Balls Mahoney through a flaming uh, thumbtack-filled table there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever saw ECW there. For Ring all of Honor the, went to there, right? Yeah, I saw Ring of Honor there a ton of times. I saw ECW at the uh, CompuWare, like where we saw where that. Where was that? Uh, it was Taz's last show before he went. So that had to be late 99. Yeah. I remember Tom and Rex were there, and I didn't know it, and we parked right next to each other. And <laughs> they came running out, and I'm like, the hell is this? I'm like, oh, my God, it's Tom and Rex. My only ECW was the Inkster Civic Center, and it was a holy experience. Oh, it was a communion. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I got Devon Dudley's blood on my uh, shoes. Spike Dudley damn near knocked the teeth out of my face that day. Uh, I was trying to hang over the guardrail to snap a picture, and Spike Dudley came out, and he had, like, the edge of the stop sign, so it wasn't, like, the big wide Mm -hmm. part. It was, like, the sharp-ass edge that was about to just (laughs) de-teeth me. (laughs) Sam and spit beer all over your father. Of all people, he picked my dad out. (laughs) So funny. Then we went and got some rallies that night. uh... (laughs) Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I, I still have my uh, ECW catalog framed right next I to know. me, actually. I just I snagged the <laughs> ticket from that event. I got it. Uh, it was at my dad's bar. I, I put a thumbtack up and hung it at my dad's bar. I was like, you know what? I'm taking this thing. It's all smoke <laughs> damage from uh, 15 years of cigarettes uh, <laughs> perfuming it. It's like a natural protection layer yeah. on it, you know? Yeah. For all the shows I've been to, I've only been to one in Michigan. That's crazy. Uh, one in Detroit. I went to one in Battle Creek, which RVD did not show up for, oh, which was hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Dreamer had to come out and say, um, sorry to let everyone know, but <laughs> Rob Van Dam will not be here tonight. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Eh? You're like, no one will get mad at Tommy. Send him out. Yeah. All right. Good old ECW. We'll have a, we'll do some, maybe we'll do an ECW binge somewhere. I started to w- try to watch them all when they first hit the network, but I mean, that just, I don't know, deteriorated I, fast. I was, and I paused it uh, because of the WCW one, but I got to where Cactus Jack debuted, so I was, at least I know where to pick back up at. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like I was, uh, was Lance Storm doing like one a week, and he did an episode, I think I was trying to follow along with his podcast and watching him, but it just didn't work out. Too many Those podcasts. Ones are brutal. Yeah. Too much wrestling, too many podcasts. I'm so far behind. We're killing Kevin if we do three episodes in three weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Our fans aren't going to know what to do. <laughs> We're here for you, everyone. You're in quarantine, and 
you can listen to us. Or you can listen to someone else. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Listen to whoever you want. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm behind on shit, so you're probably behind on shit, too. It's all good. So, we are here to talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, WWE Hall of Fame has been going on for a million years. And uh, for us, for the past three, this is the third year we've done this, right? Um, yes. For the first year, we did it uh, via the website. And then last year, we did it on the pod. And we uh, just go through the list of, you know, obviously, who's in the WWE Hall of Fame. We don't want to pick anyone there. But we pick our own list of inductees. We have a loose set of rules, which we'll argue about as we go along. But pretty much as long as they're not already in there, they're fair game. You know, we try to make it realistic as possible. We're not just tossing in, like, The Rock and Austin and Triple H and Undertaker. Like, we're not going to have a five-man all-star, you know, roster. But we try to make it realistic as possible. And we don't pick the same people twice. And we see uh, who has the best card. Does that sound about right? Yep. Yep, last year I drew the best house, I think. I had the best uh, top to bottom <sighs> so, class. So <laughs> we can, uh, we'll can we go over this real quick because I have the list in front of me. Just just for shits and giggles. Um, the first year, Chris picked Kevin Sullivan, Haku, Vader, Demolition, and Triple H. Not a bad That's group. A solid class. None of those five are in the Hall of Fame currently. So they're <laughs> That's insane. still waiting. I picked Molly Holly, Adrian Adonis, Raven, The Midnight Express, and The Rock. None of those five are in the whole thing. What are they doing? Like they. I'm script- surprised Midnight Express hasn't been a legacy one. They kind of just lump in there a nowadays, legacy you know? one. You shut They're your. They're not that old. I don't say they deserve, but you, but you know that's what they'll do. Uh, I'm thinking Adrian Adonis is going to be a, a legacy. I thought it. Yeah, I thought for sure he already had been one, but I know. And then, so that was our written one. You can go back on uh, the 20 by 20 apparel website and see all of our write-ups about the nonsense with those guys. So then last year we had cousin Aaron on the pod. He came over to uh, the studio B over at my place and uh, he got an allergic reaction to the dog and the rabbit and he couldn't see. He's probably an allergic reaction to the six tall boys that he drank this year. But that's beside the point. Chris that year took Rick Martel, the Steiner Brothers, Bam Bam Bigelow, Lex Luger, the Hardy oh, yeah. Boys, and Cindy Lauper. We added the uh, the uh, celebrity that year. Uh, none of those people are in, so that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I took William Regal, also took the Steiners. I went Eddie Gilbert, Miss Elizabeth. Chris Benoit and David <laughs> Arquette. How can you not? That's a great. Oh my God. That's uh, what a, a fucked up class. <laughs> what are you talking That's about? A good class. Fantastic. That's a good class. Got a murderer in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then Aaron came on last year and he picked some people that we already picked, but that was okay because it was his first year in. Aaron also took the Steiners, Vader, Sid Vicious. Owen Hart, The Rock, and he had some shitty pick for his Oh, own. man. Do you need me to cue yeah. up the music, Pete? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> keep your music down. You don't have to cue it up. But, uh, he picked the Insane Clown Posse Ooh. as his celebrity 
wing. They should name the celebrity wing after them. That's how big a celebrity <laughs> they are. Insane clown posse. <laughs> celebrity Hall of Fame wing. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> it does. It rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> That's all the people that we've picked in the past. We're going to try to not pick all those people again. We're going to try not to pick anyone who's currently in the Hall of Fame. Although, knowing us, one of us will probably pick someone who's already there. Oh, we have our list. Um, let me look for my list. I'm going to try to keep track of this. And yours, and mine, and hold the microphone, and keep the dog from licking himself. So, I'm doing a lot of things over here at once, but that's okay. We'll make it work. Where did Chris go? Chris, are you still there? Taking a leak. <laughs> you drinking or something? What are you doing? Me? I I lost all audio. Uh, I'm back now. I cut out on me. I don't know what happened. Can you hear him? Me? Yeah, I can hear him. Yeah. Pete. I cannot. I think the I left off with reading everyone who we did previously. Yep. Yeah. So let's just we'll just jump right back in. All right. So that was our uh, last year's picks. So now we're here at 2020 Hall of Fame. Didn't happen in the real WWE, but we're gonna do it here. And uh, we didn't talk about this, but hopefully we don't pick anyone who was scheduled to get their Hall of Fame uh, ticket punched in 2020. But whatever. I'm we'll- curious are those guys. Hall of Famers, or is that like just? You know, I never thought about it, but you came up with a great idea. Like they really should have done it in their living rooms. You know, like all these, uh, like right. everything is doing now. Like that would have been perfect. And that's maybe there's all the things they could do remotely. That's the one thing they could do, and they didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's do everything safe and do that. Or we can have guys actually wrestle in matches <laughs> in the middle of a fucking yeah outbreak. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're gonna do that soon. You know, maybe they're planning it. And, I'd watch that on the network. Yeah, that'd be a real cool special. We all have. What did we decide? We're gonna do five and a celebrity. Is that our? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Aaron right. has a bonus legacy. So I'll oh yeah. The <laughs> before the tapings today, there was a legacy pick. So let's let's go to the footage and see what happened mm-hmm. before we went on air. Aaron, do you want to uh, want to let us know what happened earlier this evening? All right, earlier this evening, the legacy pick inducted local Polish maniacs <laughs> Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher. How are they not-, not from Detroit? They should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Dick the Bruiser fighting Alex Karras at the Linda Lacy, the Crusher local uh, <laughs> Milwaukee maniac. 20 by 20 apparel. Uh, That's true. Good design call. a shirt. Help build a statue with that t-shirt. <laughs> yes, Help yes. build a statue, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my legacy pick. Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher Lasowski. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked those guys aren't in there. That's I know. I definitely need to be in there. Yeah, I know, okay. man. I'm okay with that. So we'll... Uh, that was good little uh, grainy footage from earlier in the evening. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> that makes me want to do one now. Do you have <laughs> one? Could you come up with one, Chris? Or are you? Uh, or uh, are you I'm going to go with local legend Death Dealer Tommy Starr. <laughs> <He's> t- 
don't have one. Why do I even ask you? Um, okay. That's fine. Oh, I'm sure you could scounge up something from the yesteryear, Pete. Let me look how many I have. We're doing five in a celebrity. One. Yeah. Two. Okay. Yeah, I, I can move one from my list onto another one. They don't have to be uh, no longer with us to be a legacy, do they? Is that like the definition of the legacy? I think it's that <clears throat> mixed with uh, just like an insanely old dude that no or someone no one knows, right? Yeah. Like WF. Well, that's how they lump in all their dead dudes, though. Although the last couple of years, yeah, they've maybe we're just getting old, but the people that they're throwing in the legacy are like, why are they not getting a legit induction? Uh, yeah, that's kind of sad. But okay, I have a legacy one too. I was gonna add him into my normal. But I, I'll slip him over. I'll put him in the earlier this evening. I'm going with my favorite referee of all time, Joey Morella. That's uh, a great legacy one. Like, a ton of good referees. And I've debated the spot. I wanted to put him in the legit, not just in a legacy one. But, uh, you know, there's been a bunch. Like, you have the Hebners, you have Timmy White, you have uh, Tommy Young. But, like, when I think referee, I think Joey Morella, blue shirt, bow tie, uh, Andran Hogan. Did he ref Savage and Steamboat? Ooh, uh, looks one. like it. I'm looking at a picture of him raising Savage's hand right oh, now. So. Like, yeah, oh, that's... Savage lost that match, though, so... Right. But I can picture him. Like, yeah, I feel like that the picture of Steamboat with his hand up and, and George Steele, like, holding the title. I feel like Joey Morella ref that. Um I don't know. Maybe that's just me, like my childhood, but first referee that I can remember, like being not a personality, but like you knew who he was. He wasn't just some old ass man out there that like Gorilla Monsoon is making fun of, you know, like those are great when you're watching those Madison Square Garden shows (laughs) and they're just like, these referees are incompetent because they're just old ass men who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Some dude who's just friends with him. Yeah. (laughs) But Joey Morella, like was first one for me that was just, prime time solid referee for a really long time he is on my screen as we speak he's uh refing warlord and bulldog and super tape 92 here there you go <laughs> <laughs> you gotta gotta keep the peace there you need to be a great ref a lot of steroids in that ring oh, oh. man when i was a kid i wanted to look like the warlord <laughs> <laughs> you still have time <laughs> <laughs> those days are gone do some jail jailhouse workouts in quarantine get up there yeah all right, so we have Morella in the Legacy Wing. We also have, who'd you have, the Crusher and Dick the Bruiser? Yep, I put them in together because they were a, a pretty formidable tag team. So That's yeah. true. They, they could have went in separate, but uh, fuck it. Yeah, no, we, don't, we don't know how much longer we're going to have. We may all right. succumb to the virus by next year. Oh, <laughs> this God. may be our last year. That's not, I don't, don't mean, say that. not everyone, probably just me. You guys will carry on the tradition, right? We'll take over the pod. I've told Melissa that she has to post every episode that we don't have posted yet. She, <laughs> she has to give all my wrestling figures and ICP stuff to you guys so you can sell it accordingly, <laughs> not just trash it. <laughs> so when I'm out there on the uh- front line. I'll take the Undertaker Hasbro I need from you. Just gotta get the jacket. Which, <laughs> Son of a bitch. That jacket will cost just as much as the figure, so might as well just buy the figure. I'll probably just get buried with it so that you can't have it. <laughs> All right. 
So now we're into the actual Hall of Fame. You know we, what? I'm going to give oh, a legacy. Fuck. I'm here. I need to throw one out there. Oh, okay. If you yeah, want to. Go. I'm going to go with the man with the plan, the man who was laying down the law. He was uh, quitting things in charge, making sure everyone was abiding by the rules. I'm oh, going no. With President Jack, Jack Tunney. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't ah uh, fuck? I feel like I thought of that and I didn't write it down. That's great. There's only one man who could decide who won Royal Rumble 1994. It's Jack Tunney. Only one man who could decide who's fighting uh, Ric Flair for the title at WrestleMania. That's Jack Tunney. So you know what? He is gets a bad rap from Bobby the Brain Heenan, but he's a he's when I think of praise my president. When I think of that's president. a great pick, dude. Fuck, it's over. All right, this episode's over. <laughs> Cue up the band. Fuck. That's fantastic. He's not in there, so yeah, let's I, get him in the legacy. I really game. wanted to look, but I don't have 18 hands to scroll no, down my list. Not. <laughs> All right. That's a solid one, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm eternally jealous of that. <laughs> I like that you caught it before I announced it. Got mad. <laughs> so mad. Fuck. All right. Well, that's okay. I, I approve of it, so it all works out. All right. Um, who wants to go first? I want one of you guys to. I want to go last. I, I feel like that's the, the way to go. Chris doesn't have a tag team. I was going to say start with the tag team first. But Yeah. Uh, you want to start with celebrity? Uh, does everyone have a celebrity? Yeah, we can do that. You have a celebrity, Chris? Yes. All right. You want to go first? We'll let Chris go sure. first. My celebrity is, uh, he, he follows the rules that Pete somehow puts in place that they have to be a WrestleMania guest. to. I never said that. Contrib- well, you said something along those lines why ICP can't be in. I, so David Arquette was my pick last year, and he's not. He yeah, wasn't I know. WrestleMania. That's why I said you ruined your own rules that you're holding uh, dear to your heart here. Yeah, but he was a world Bobby. champion is the problem. <laughs> Shaggy was almost a cruiserweight champion. <laughs> I like how for 10 years you said that he was a cruiserweight champion and he definitely was not. But. He was in the cruiserweight division. <laughs> Though my pick has been at WrestleMania. He's he's wrestled at WrestleMania. It's great when you laugh at your own pick. Like you've been listening to me too much. And you're popping yourself before you even say it. He not only wrestled at a WrestleMania, he main evented a WrestleMania. Oh my god! I'm going with Lawrence Taylor, the man who beat Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania. <laughs> How do you top that? I mean, he had a sweet team come out to the ring with him. One is also a future Hall of Famer and Mongo McMichael. Huh? Was Mongo there? Mongo? I didn't know that. Yeah, Mongo was on his team that brought him out to ringside. Uh, I forgot their name. Chris Spielman was there. Yes, Chris. Was it Emmett Smith. No, they did no? not pull Emmett Smith. <laughs> that's that's respectable. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I should have saw that coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of these that afterwards you're like, I should have seen that coming. <sighs> see, I'm trying to see what his team was. They brought him out to ringside. A fucking job squad. Kevin Kevin Green was there. Oh, another yeah. WCW yeah. alumni. <laughs> alumni. Kevin Green was like one of my favorite football players, dude. That guy was a madman. Yeah, he was so good. He was awesome. He's so bad in WCW. Go back and try to find him in 96. There's a promo. It's Kevin Green, Macho Man, and Mongo. And they're all like (laughs) strategizing how to beat. I forgot who, but they're like, 
doing it on a chalkboard with like X's and O's like it's a football game. <laughs> and they're like holding Slim Jims and stuff. It's so funny. Well. Okay, it was Steve McMichael, Reggie White, Ken Norton Jr., and Carl Banks. Spielman this can't not be the on right there? list. Yeah, because Spielman was there. I'm positive Spielman was there. I tell you what, I'm looking at it right now, and Lawrence Taylor gives Bigelow a hell of a forearm to end the match. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you okay over there? Yeah, there's a, that's an elite. I need an elite of Lawrence Taylor in his gear from WrestleMania 11. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make one? No, they need to. It's sweet looking. That would be a cool figure. And sadly, that match is probably one of the best matches of the card because that WrestleMania is terrible. Don't tell that to Garrett. <laughs> he loves that WrestleMania. Nine and eleven for some reason. <laughs> that just at proves, least nine looked cool. It just proves that like your childhood has a distinct haze in your in your twenty twenty vision. Yeah, you know, like your definitely. That's nine and eleven. Jesus. All right, Lawrence Taylor. Should have seen that coming, <laughs> but I don't know how we're skipping over who I'm going to pick, but we'll uh, we'll see who Aaron picks. I've heard big things about this pick, so. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, you guys we're are start- going to laugh for sure. We're starting <laughs> off with some fire. <laughs> All right, so my celebrity pick, uh, I can't say that they're like a uh, pivotal member of WCW during this time. However... I would definitely put them in the celebrity wing. They are yep. l- punk rock legends, <laughs> the <Jesus>. Misfits. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, dude, you got the whole band out there kicking the Buff Bagwell's ass. I'm actually watching it right now. Buff Bagwell's ass. <laughs> Fiend and all. Jerry only just literally is in wrestling tights. Vampiro. How long were they around? Not I don't think they were around, but for like a year, maybe like 98 mm. to 99. And that was it. Yeah. That was a uh, weird era of WCW where you just had, right. like, there was some podcast Not I the- heard recently where they were talking about, must've been Bischoff talking about bringing the misfits in and yeah, so random. And they actually kind of half-ass wrestled more. Yeah. Like- that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're like legit in the ring wrestling. Like it ain't like. <laughs> Just, you know, it ain't like uh, they're just there at ringside. I mean. Yeah, they're not just getting thrown off a bus. They're doing, uh, <laughs> you know, stupid commentary. They're they're bigger than probably half the fucking roster. For some reason, I was thinking this might happen with Aaron and the Misfits, but then I'm like, oh, he won't go that way. And then I was like, is someone going to pick Kiss and the fucking Kiss Demon <laughs> <Dude>. wrestling? <laughs> That's just ridiculous. That's, just, come on. <laughs> Now we're just picking the nonsense. No, no limit soldiers. That's where I was going next. <laughs> not for my. That pack. was your pick. No, that's not my pick. <sighs> well, that's a good one. I mean, well, I'm getting close to that era, so I'll let you know if it holds up, if it's Hall of Fame worthy. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say Lawrence Taylor right now is leading the pack. Yeah, I, I may throw a flag on that one, but that's okay. <laughs> Time will will tell. But it's the celebrity wing. I think ICP's going in. Got to put the misfits in. <laughs> is that, You're downplaying the ICP pick now. That's not no, how we This is just a, a long play on getting the misfits in. You've been working for years, like to, <laughs> to angle in all the musicians, just so that you can have the misfits. Well, you guys are going to uh, argue about your two picks, but once you hear my pick, which again I can't believe he's not in here, and I'm really flying through the list to make sure because 
I don't see how he's not there. How can there be a wrestling Hall of Fame without this man in the celebrity wing? Shouldn't even be in the celebrity wing. Could probably be in the regular wing, but we'll call it celebrity. He uh, famously fought Jerry the King Lawler in Memphis. We're talking Andy Kaufman. How is he he not in there? Is that strictly... Because he's not their guy, yeah. But that's like he, he's, he's bigger than the sport. You know yeah, what I mean? Like true. talk about, it's not just like, oh, they created Sting or they created this person and that person. Like he was bigger than wrestling. How is he not in there? That's, and you put him in right now. And like you said, it's not like you're going to give uh, another promotion publicity. Like no one even knows what the hell that was. They're just assuming it's, uh, it's just wrestling. It's WBF. You know, yeah. so. It would, it would put give, him in, and you're just going to get a ton of eyes on your Hall of Fame because people love Andy Kaufman. It makes too much sense. Didn't they promote the Man on the Moon? Yeah. So like, because Lawler was in it. Yeah. Like, wh- why are you not doing that? But you have <laughs> their celebrity. We should have prefaced. I should have prefaced this episode by saying the whole Hall of Fame is kind of a joke. That like. If you've wrestled in WWE in the past 30 years, you're getting in the Hall of Fame. Um, right. But to not have someone like that in there is ridiculous. When you have Drew Carey and Donald Trump <laughs> and like uh, whoever else is the horrible on that list, but you don't have Andy Kaufman. He should have been the first celebrity. Yeah, you know, he's the like, epitome of celebrity crossover. Yeah. yeah. He's the first one. Yeah, it's – I don't know. He should have been the first one – and the they should have built the the you know the wing around him. Maybe they talk about a guy who got it too. Like he knew exactly yeah. what wrestling is and how to make it work. You guys can apologize to me later. I got the. That's a good one. I, I win yeah, that. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a sweet classic superstars figure too. That is true. I wish I would have bought that back in the day. I don't know but if it's I like got Andy it. Kaufman WWF figure. Yeah, I. It's, does he have a, a single and a two-pack, or just a mm-hmm. single? I don't he has know. a two-pack also. Yeah, I, I need to see if I have that. It's real sweet. So. <laughs> the hell <laughs> was that? that? <laughs> sounded like a Yeti. <laughs> that was, that's hilarious. That was my dog sleeping, and he like howls. and real scary. He howls oh in his God. sleep. <laughs> That for real sounded like a goddamn Yeti call. It did. I'm glad Somebody that we have. Somebody in uh, Farmington Hills. Uh, yeah, we always wonder, like, does he, like, pick his head up or does he, like, get up when he does it? But he didn't move and he just howled. That's great. All right, well, <laughs> he agrees, Andy Kaufman. Going that might have thing. been the ghost Andy Kaufman entering his body to, to prove that pick. Better call a priest. all right so we've gotten uh the celebrities out of the way so now let's get to the the meat of our our picks here we got five picks coming up here is that correct yes sir and then i to preface i always try to do uh a main event like the biggest name you can a tag team uh a female uh, I throw a wild card or two in there, but we don't set that as like a rule. You know, we just try to go like WWE does. They kind of try to do one of each of those. Now they're doing like 
teams and factions, uh, whatever. If you want to go that route, you can. But I try to keep it kind of one person in each of these categories, but you don't have to. So it depends what my committee votes on. We try to keep it around that way, but you know, sometimes the committee veers off of that. I've learned that committee votes don't work, but <laughs> that's another podcast for another time. All right, Chris, who's your, uh, I, I assume we're going to leave main event for last, correct? Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. You okay over there? What was that? <laughs> Cousin Aaron's got mugged. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> I thought you fell down. Like, like a Warsaw when you fell out of your chair down the stairs. <laughs> Dude, I, my mouth was closed, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't shit your pants, did you? <laughs> no, surprisingly. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Chris, be your so, first pick before our recording screws up again and we have to do this again tomorrow. So I did not take a tag team on my list, but I did take a uh, woman wrestler, which I did not do the past two years. I feel bad about that. That's, that's not right. Sexist. Misogynistic. I know. That's, that's, that's Pete's gimmick on the podcast. <laughs> <not mine. laughs> so I'm going to preface, preface this by yeah. saying <laughs> I would like to take Luna Vachon but they fucking wasted her on a legacy pick and this is very upsetting that she it's, just tossed away on that it's true but this is also a great pick this is an era she was a WBF an era when wasn't many female wrestlers there wasn't many villains but she did win the WBF women's champion she did win a slammy as the most devastating athlete in the WBF and she was a J, yeah, AJW champion, first CMLL woman's champion. I'm talking about Bull Nakano. <laughs> That's right. I almost did that. As a kid, I thought she could beat like Hulk Hogan's ass when I was watching. <laughs> she was sweet looking, crazy hair, crazy face paint, intimidating. I don't, yeah, same thing like when Vader came there, they just didn't do enough of her. She should have just been a badass, but they didn't have anyone for her to wrestle outside of Alondra Blaze, like. Yeah, like birth of then Like, what else are you gonna do with it? Yeah, but, real weird era of not having anyone there for you. Yeah, and then they brought the same thing to WCW in '97, '98, which was just the two of them again. Couldn't do anything else with them, but yeah, Bull Nakan is my pick, especially when you have a very lackluster WBF women's division throughout the '90s. She stood the test of time, I say. Good um, pick. I almost did the same thing. I actually picked Luna. That was, you know, I was talking earlier about the person I picked. And then I realized there in the Hall of Fame was Luna too, but that's a solid one, Bull Nakano. Uh, I don't want to uh, interrupt or go off topic, but I just got an alert on my phone that said, loud explosion. Did anyone hear an extremely large sound around 925? <laughs> 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 I think someone in the neighborhood may have heard George howling. <laughs> so... Andy Kaufman's out there wreaking havoc in Farmington Hills right now. So <laughs> Celebrating his big Hall of Fame win. He is. All right. Uh, did you have a female this year, uh, J- uh, Jacob, Aaron? Or are you oh, female-less? I got a woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to go with that one now? We'll try yep, to keep this I'm consistent. I'm going Nancy Benoit, the valet for Doom. Kevin Sullivan, Ric Flair, Sandman, Too Cold Scorpio, Shane Douglas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Woman, all-time classic. Every time I uh, I think of the Four Horsemen, because my era of the Four Horsemen is like, you know. Hell yeah. 
late WCW, uh, late nineties WCW. So I always think a woman and, uh, you know, as I was doing my research, I found out that she also managed in ECW, uh, too cold, Shane Douglas and too cold and Sandman as a tag. So she literally, uh, was holding all three belts at the same time. And I think that was like the first and only time that's ever been done. Cause she had the world champion, the TV cha- uh, champ and the, the tag champs. Yeah, so. that's crazy. I wouldn't have picked up on that at all. Classic character, you know, she'll, she'll never get in because of what happened, which I don't know why they would ban her, but... Right. Uh, it's it's but, the same argument for him, that you bring her in, and the first thing people think of is how she died, and that's all they'll talk about. Like, she could have done a million other things, but because of that... You know, is it'll just bring up discussions that they don't want to bring up right. unfairly. It sucks. Please. Yeah, they want it buried away and hidden. But yeah, no fault of hers. She's the victim there, and had, like you said, had a great career. They probably should be recognized more. Look, yeah. luckily that Dark Side of the Ring gave some light on that. And right. I always want to go back and watch that Florida like devil worshiping gimmick oh, stuff. Yeah. That looks it looks so cool and all the Crow's faces. an angel. Yeah, all that like all that stuff looks awesome. I've never really watched it anywhere. Yeah, no, it's that's... wild. Remember when you would get like PWI and there'd yeah. be like <laughs> the women wrestling is like they'd be like barefoot, like shoving their feet in people's face. <laughs> <laughs> They're like all those weird fetish videos. Like she used right. to do those, I guess, dude. It's so weird. That's a good pick. I, I'm, I'm jealous of that one. Good job. Thanks. So uh, moving on. Or, or, or I'm sorry. I don't mean to push you along. We can keep talking about. Nancy Benoit. No, we're good. Um, uh, my pick kind of, uh, it goes against what I like to do with these, but I honestly don't know how many women are left that should be in the hall of fame. So, um, I, I almost boycotted this women's pick because Molly, if Molly Holly isn't in there, I don't know who else should be like mm-hmm. you're putting the Bella twins in there and Molly is still not there, but Regardless, such a mark. <laughs> regardless, I, I have someone who may be considered still active, but uh, I think she's on the tail end and probably not wrestling anymore. So for being uh, one of the best of her era in an era where there wasn't a ton and bringing people up to her level, I think I'm going Mickey James. That's a good one. Like, it is a good uh, one. It, it not like as huge and flashy as, you know, your Trish and Lita or like those, but God, in an era where exactly those two, uh, Trish and, and Lita were not that good and they were still your two biggest names, you had people like Mickey James, Victoria, uh, uh, Molly Holly just carrying them. And her uh, WrestleMania match with Trish Stratus. Real, I mean, that's, that's a classic, right? That's a good one. And she yeah. just, even in the, the most recent years, like she's been around not winning titles, but just having serviceable matches with people who may or may not deserve to have a serviceable match on TV. So <laughs> if she sticks around, it'll probably just be like house show stuff and trainer and that kind of thing. And I mean, she's married to Nick Aldis, for God's sake. That, that, Is she? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They are, uh, yeah, they are married. Yeah. That early gimmick too was sweet where she was like a stalker. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Trish. Like that was well done. Yeah. Very rarely do they 
pull something off like that, but that was a, a, a cool little twist that I enjoyed. Did not enjoy <laughs> typical WWE <laughs> when they have a woman and they just call her fat. Like, it's it's a, oh, and she's not fat at all. No, she's like 120 pounds and she's considered a pig, literally a pig on TV. <laughs> like that's so typical of them, but um, <laughs> one of, if not the best worker of that era. Um, that was a good feud though. I enjoyed Lay Cool versus Piggy James. You just enjoy anything with Lay Cool. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a different Hall of Fame. <laughs> Those are the women's picks. I think that's a pretty solid three. We're doing a good job. It's a good class so far this year. Yeah, we're way better than, you know, what the real guys are doing. I think so, too. And we have yet to uh, pick the same people yet, so we're doing we're doing our due diligence. That's crazy. Oh. I, again, I, I'm sure we always talk about this. So we're going to have three, four, five, six, eight total classes for the past three years they could do eight more years of our picks <laughs> and they won't they still won't pick these people yeah, okay. we somehow skirted all of their picks <laughs> i don't know how they don't land know on at least one or two eventually i mean it's just math simple mathematics how is lex luger not in there <laughs> fucking american hero <laughs> How is the, Sid not in there? Like I, Sid was fucking awesome, dude. How is the Rock World Championships? Why have they not put the Rock in there? Are they like waiting for a a certain like venue or a, like a Miami? Right, the next next Miami one would have to be him. Or right? are they gonna they put him in Hollywood? I don't know. Uh, it's just I weird. I think they would have done it now because uh, Tampa, you know, was in Florida. Yeah. They could have did the Rock. I don't know. Say Batista for Hollywood. <laughs> so Jacob can go get his uh, Avengers or whatever the fuck Guardians DVD sign. <laughs> Stupid as fuck. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's get to it, Chris. Who who, well, who else are you uh, bestowing this grand? Uh, my next you know. pick is one that they definitely probably won't do. If they do, I feel like it'll be a legacy throwaway one. But this guy definitely deserves to be inducted in his own, you know, style, not thrown away in a legacy. Uh, he ahead of his time kind of reminds me of your Eddie Gilbert pick last year, where it's a dude who, uh, had a great mind who you would love to see now just to see what he'd do and the way wrestling's changed. And he seemed ahead of his time for sure. In 97, when he showed up at WBF, I'm going with Brian Pillman, the loose cannon. How is he not? Guy who didn't like, you can't think of any matches by him or anything, but, good dude who's just awesome you know like everyone loves him guy could talk cool look even to this day it's because he didn't do anything in WWF like his his WCW was fucking off the charts he was there forever man yeah oh first uh, match on Nitro right him and uh, And Liger Liger. yep Um, his feud I mean he was a horseman he had his feuds with uh, Kevin Sullivan that was Uh, sweet he was like even early WCW where he just wore like the the Bengals tights. Yeah, and he just fucking got That's... rocked in that War Games, and fucking almost killed. Uh, <laughs> I I never watched WCW as a kid, but like I'd randomly catch Saturday nights WCW like flipping the channels, and he was the only one I remember as a kid and like thinking he was sweet because he'd just be like 
jumping off the ropes and diving over, yeah. the, you know, yeah. stuff I'd never seen growing up as a WF fan in that era. And yeah, you're, you're, same thing. It was uh, like I didn't watch a whole lot of WCW at all ever, but I knew who Sting was and I knew who Flying Brian Pillman was. <laughs> maybe Vader, and that was it, dude. And yeah, like Chris said, like WWF at that time was like punch, eye gouge, sleeper hold, you know. <laughs> but then you had Brian Pillman jumping off the top rope, and yeah, he was like I knew who that guy was, you know. And just not even bringing up his ECW run, which was, I mean, all mic work, but. Still, some yeah. of the best piss in the pull his dick out and yeah. piss in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Wrestling the pencil. I mean, okay, he had so much good stuff. And we didn't even bring up the fucking the gun showdown with oh. Austin. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, but like I can barely name three matches he had in WWE. But because he was no. hurt, that's not his fault. Feed with gold dust for a minute. That's about all you could really remember. Yeah. Uh, like, what did he hurt? He like broke his leg or something. Yeah, he was in the motorcycle accident. Didn't he break his yeah, ankle? So something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I what, always remember when uh, was it Austin was like beat his ass and wrapped the chair around his ankle and stuff. Like as a kid, I was still like, "Holy shit, this might be real." Uh, <laughs> also, I can't believe we forgot the. I know not in your guys' era, but when him and Austin were a team in WCW, the blondes, blondes, right? Yeah. Good lord, yeah. awesome team. Yeah. So yeah, no. But that's, he feels like one they'll throw away in a legacy because he's dead and he's, I don't know. Yes, he's, he's got a kid, but I, don't, I can't imagine they're bringing Pillman Jr. on the show. You know to no. You know unless he's you got know a what they teammate might do? from the Bengals they bring on. You know they may do like a uh, remember it was like late '90s when uh, they had the Canadian faction with like in WWF it was like yeah, the Hart Bret Hart, Owen yep. Hart. Yeah, the Hart Foundation, like, and, and you know, Pillman was in there. That that was sweet, dude. That'd be cool if they fit them all in together. Yeah, just to induct them together. Yeah, probably. Uh, kind of how they're doing with China this past year. Yeah, with DX. Yeah, but like that's a whole thing too. Like how it's you still a how you, away, you know, and how do you pick and choose who's in that? Because you can't do that because Owen's in it. So do they just have Brett and Bulldog and and Neidhart and Pillman? And not include Owen Hart. Yeah, no, you, can't, you can't do. You that. can't walk around that. Yeah, so that's that's a problem there. But good idea. But yeah, how are they going to pull that off? I don't know. Lots of problems. But we're here. I to mean, you could them. have you could have Austin induct him and have Pillman Junior accept it. Oh Maybe yeah. Maybe Junior Junior might be a little crazy on the mic, but <laughs> <laughs> I think he could pull it off. Yeah. No, that's that's a fantastic pick. I don't know how he's not in there, but I'm sure you're going to try to top it. Are we? Am I going next? Oh yeah, yeah. You're next. Okay. Uh, oh, Chris, are you done? Yep. All right, Pete. You want to do tag team next? Oh, because Chris doesn't have one. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Let's. We can wedge them in there. That's good. Okay. Way to, way to go, so, Booker man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how these guys aren't in there. I figured it was going to be the same as uh, the Steiner brothers, but uh, it's got to be. Guys. We, we have to. We have to be talking about the same thing. <laughs> what? Nasty boys, dude. <laughs> I'm down with this one. You gotta put the nasty boys in there, man. Three time WCW champion, one time WWF tag team champs. You know, feuded with uh, LOD, uh, feuded with NWO. Uh, didn't they join the NWO at one point? If I'm. They kind of uh, half ass joined and then got their ass kicked later in the yeah, show. So they were... That's funny. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, dude, when I think about wrestling as a kid, Nasty Boys were always there. So from like 91, 90 to 98, dude, I grew up watching the Nasty Boys like constantly, you know, and they were always in big matches. Uh, they were always in the tag team championship uh, picture and uh, cool gimmick. Pit and stop classic, mu- uh, classic move. <laughs> I love that music. <laughs> Good on the mic. Uh, classic look with the sh- shitty ass uh, paint shirts that look like <laughs> crappy graffiti. I don't know. I love the Nasty Boys, man. They're probably assholes in real life, but tag team that's funny yeah I they, should. they don't have a good like body or build but they look like two guys who like i feel like they go into a bar and like clear house or something like the way they come yeah. to the ring and the way they looked i'm like guys just look like maniac animals <laughs> i still remember god what i don't know if it was SummerSlam where they fought lod in a chicago street fight and uh I just like every time I think of like uh, the first kind of like hardcore wrestling match I watched as a kid, it was that match. I remember I'm taking the, it was like a cooler that had like ice in it and hitting each other with that <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, oh man, this is great, dude. I want every match to be like this. And I kind of, maybe I wasn't watching at the time, but in listening to old podcasts and, and going back and watching, they had so many matches with like uh, Cactus Jack and just that era of WCW was just right. hard hitting, uh, just nonsense that I, I can't believe. Yeah, it, it still holds up. Uh, Harlem Heat, I think they had some. They have uh, a real funny one with Harlem Heat where Dusty Rhodes is laughing so hard he can't like catch his breath. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems like, like the plunder, the plunder. That's like on every pay per view or every Clash of Champions. Yeah. <laughs> They're just having the same match, but it's not a five star classic. But I mean, it's it's interesting. It's different than what was going on at the time. So I feel like every that, week in the late nineties, I watched the uh, nasty boys and public enemy uh, yeah. wrestle on like thunder and, and right. Nitro, like putting each other through tables. They had a sweet match with the heart foundation. It was that SummerSlam where LOD came out, right? Isn't that what I'm thinking of? Or no, they beat heart foundation for the belts. I don't know. At SummerSlam. Cause I remember as a kid, like when they won the belts, I thought it like, it was like an insane moment. I remember watching like superstars on Saturday cause I didn't get the pay-per-view. So I had to wait like a full week to find out the results. Right. And I was like blown away that the nasty boys won the belts. <laughs> I would be blown away too. I mean, <laughs> how come their music didn't make your tournament? I wanted to, it was just outside. I had to put in something stupid like Sasha Banks cause Pete said so. <laughs> Why do I always yeah, there was a couple though. missing from there that uh, I thought should have been in, but it was a good. It was, it was a good tournament overall for sure. We're just gonna keep talking about that forever, aren't we? <laughs> Anytime music comes up. Well, speaking of classic music, I have a tag team that has classic theme song, and I cannot believe they are not in the Hall of Fame. One time, they they only won the championships one time, but. When you think classic tag teams, how are you not including the British Bulldogs? They're not in there? I know. They're not no, in there. Davey Boy is going to be in this year for the first. Uh... Like, how did I mean, you I not? I thought about them. I just assumed they were already in. They are not. Um, I have a list. Oh, I, think, I thought I had it by team. I don't. There's not many teams that went in. How many teams in that era, either, if you think about it? Like, a lot of them were just mix-mash dudes, but you had them and... 
and definitely and with our foundation you know yeah that era there's not any other you're not putting the killer bees or uh young stallions and the oh, islanders but sorry i'm watching i'm watching nasty boys and cactus or first cactus jacks and max Payne. and fucking <laughs> cactus jack just went to pile drive a nasty boy through the table and it just broke with their two fat asses standing on <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know how much there is to say about the British Bulldogs. Uh, I mean, they had a great, you know, obviously they were huge in uh, Canada. They had some Japan runs. Uh, didn't really do much else after WWE because Dynamite Kid retired, but Davy Boy obviously had a long career. But as a tag team of that era, I don't know if there's any better of the, you know, mid to late 80s WWF mm-hmm. so and they had That's Matilda one, for man. they had Matilda there's nothing wrong with that put Matilda wasn't, uh, animal animal wing oh man wasn't uh, Davy or not Dynamite Kid like a complete dickhead like yeah I don't think anyone really liked him and other than Chris Benoit yeah is <laughs> just a bitter old man I believe by most accounts yeah He's dead, right? I don't think so. I think he's in a wheelchair. I don't think he's dead. Yeah, I knew that. I thought a couple of years ago he died. Though, I don't so. know. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. You're definitely not wheeling him out on the no. Hall of Fame stage and letting him do a speech. No. <laughs> that, that would be a problem. So that's my team. I don't even know how, what other teams we're going to talk about next year. Oh, I have a team that I there's didn't still, take Yeah, there's still a few. Yeah, but they're probably... Whatever. We'll wait till next year. I can't... <laughs> can't question your picks before they happen so all right that that's all i got for them we even scratched the surface the ecw tag team so oh my god (laughs) now we're talking (laughs) all right chris who do you have who's up next all right this one not officially retired but uh unless he's getting a paycheck from saudi arabia i don't think he's coming back uh one time world heavyweight champion uh, only really known for a WBF, WBE run, but a solid one. He's the brother of The Undertaker. I'm going with the Big Red Machine, Kane. He's on my short list. I don't see how he's not in there. Or, yeah, he's one that's penciled in, right? Like any day or any year now. Like yeah. He's a mayor, but dude had a sweet run all the way from 98 till now. <laughs> like he always comes back and appears and reinvents himself as the same kind of character right. he's been a burnt up victim who can't talk then he's like a goofy slow man who's trying to win a <laughs> woman's heart then he's uh teaming with <laughs> he's trying to become friends with uh daniel bryan then he's all of a sudden a corporate hr man <laughs> Wait, but he's no. always he's always kane and he has superhuman powers somehow still <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter if he's wearing uh, see-through red tights or uh, black dockers. <laughs> still, still setting things on fire. And right, one-time champion. He's only won that belt. Right? Um, he won like the weird big gold belt after that, right? Correct. He won Money in the Bank and then won that at least that one time, if not more. But that proves how good he is. He doesn't need a belt. He's, like, he's a character. He is. No, that's fantastic. He's he's going classic. In. Yeah, for sure. He's See, a, that's what I'm saying. Like, eventually, you know, he's going to get in. It's like, we may not have hit on a few now, but, uh, you know, Kane, without a doubt, is going in. The Rock, without a doubt, is yeah. going in. 
I'm surprised the borderline that Kane isn't your main eventer. Like I know he's, uh, he's, he's my Lex Luger level, you know? Yeah. He wouldn't headline a realistic one, but he could, it'd be real close, but you would have to have a solid, like all top to bottom, like mid card names, you know, right. to be able to pull with him. I don't think he alone could headline, but he's like a, a good, uh, second tier. I agree. He's right there. I, uh, there's no argument here. He's, he's all, for sure. in for me, and you get a good Hall of Fame package where you get to throw in fake Diesel and Dr. Isaac A. coming in there. <laughs> now we're talking. I don't think they do Which that I get, anymore. I get a couple more hams in me tonight. I might order that Dr. Isaac Ankum elite that I've been watching on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we keep talking, you maybe keep drinking. <laughs> keep buying. <laughs> Kane going in the Hall of Fame on Chris's ballot. Good choice. Good choice. I agree. Chris, do, was, do you have a wild card or do you, do you not have a wild card? Oh, uh, I guess my next one could be a wild card. Okay. All right. So if I'm picking my next one that I think is a surefire Hall of Famer, uh, not my headliner though, but this guy was a six-time Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. He's won mm-hmm. 21 total championships, the only wrestler in history to have held the WWE Championship, ECW Heavyweight Championship, and TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, Pete Salivating. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah, I'm going Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam. Classic. That's gotta be coming soon. It's gotta be, dude. Dude, he was probably, like, I grew up being a Sabu fan, but, like, the more I watched RVD, the bigger RVD fan I became. Like, dude, his matches with Bam Bam Bigelow, his matches with Sabu, uh, Dude, he's he's the shit, dude. He was hilarious on the mic. He had a funny like stone, you know. He's like a stoner surfer kind of. He's Matt Riddle before Matt Riddle, right? <laughs> he was just a bro. Like his little interactions with Fonzie and Sabu were hilarious. <laughs> like, dude, he was awesome. And I didn't even really know who RVD was until really until we found out that ECW was on Past Sports, and that was mm-hmm. kind of like I was like, dude, who is this guy? And uh, he, he's fucking awesome. The dude could wrestle. Dude could talk. He had a cool gimmick that was unlike any other gimmick that I had ever seen. Cool gear. Uh, right. Love it. Always love airbrushed, it. crazy looking shit on there. Yep. So. Super smooth in the ring, too. Like, especially ECW, are a lot of guys like Sabu throwing, like, caution to the wind, like, botching shit kind of. Right. But, it, you know, it looked good. But, like, Van Damme would always just be, like, crisp like smooth as butter you know yeah yeah sabu looked like a goddamn train wreck doing moves whereas (laughs) rvd was like like you said it was like just fluid man it was like just spilling a bucket of water dude it was like perfect (laughs) dude he was just smooth in everything he did oh dude like his oh it was jerry lynn dude that was oh yeah matches are badass man oh yeah those couple are yeah that would be that that headline right there of him and Cena had that cool feud too when he won the belt, you know, at one night stand. That was sweet. That was sweet. People all booed Cena. <laughs> They're throwing his shirt back and stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Van Van Dam won he's playing the spinner belt like a turntable. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm going with. I'm going with uh 
Mr. Monday Night the whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> He'll be in there eventually. Like that's that's bound to happen, right? And taxi partners of my uh, second tier headliner, so it's a good combination. That's true. Yeah. All those guys were tag team partners in that era. Yeah, who didn't team with Kane at one point? <laughs> right. right. X-Pac was a tag team with Kane. Daniel Bryan, Big Show, everyone was a partner yeah. of his. All right. Yeah, we're not arguing with that. He's he's going in. Although, right now, in Impact, he is awful. <laughs> like, he needs to stop. But... That's oh, yeah, all those guys got to hang it up eventually. Those two shitty stripper chicks he's always with. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> awkward. Like it's it's borderline gross and disturbing. <laughs> like well, he got them banned from YouTube because they thought it was porn. So <laughs> yeah, well, it, it practically was, but <laughs> that's okay. He's you can't you know judge everything on current day. It's what you did before. So he was Mister ECW. All right. Um, what do we have next? I'm going next. You guys have two left, right? So I have three left? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll also go mid-Carter. Um, I feel like there's a little groundswell for this person every year, and it's not happening, not happening. I'm sure it's going to. I don't see how they're going to avoid it. Tag champ, intercontinental champ, world champion. We're going with Christian. How is Christian yeah. not going in so low? Like, I can see where he wasn't ever the guy, but he was so solid. You know, great gimmicks, great matches, tag and single. How is he not getting in there? He's the last one. Well, never mind. The Hardys aren't in. He's the last one left of that six pack that is not in. But yeah. And then you throw like him and Edge as a team. I mean, that's their whole bullshit. Like we don't have to start doing teams of people who are already right. in. But no, he should get his own induction. He's yeah. earned that. Just one more match. Like that was a great <laughs> little gimmick too. Yeah. Just there so- was so much hype for his comeback. I think that kind of was like the letdowns when he came back late two thousands or whatever, and everyone was like clamoring for it, and they just kind of like fizzled out as ECW dude. Yeah. You know? Solid guy. Championships forever. He's going in. He's, he's going on my ballot. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he was a, he was a penciled in, and I X'd him out. So he was he was past two years. I've penciled him in almost. Yeah, me too. He's just there's that little group there of which I had Kane in the same one, just right under main event. But how is he not in there? Maybe that's what WWE's doing. They keep penciling Christian in, and then they decide to oh, ah, we'll save him for the next one. Well, now they're just using him on uh, that backstage show, which he's pretty good on. See, that was Christian was like big when I stopped watching. So to me, he's just the brood guy. And I'm like, who the hell is Christian? I get that. Like, but uh, he grew the leaps and bounds after that. That was a good theme song, too. I was just thinking the Christian, at last, you're on your own. (laughs) That was good. He had like the weird glasses and the the pyro. Remember when him and uh, Jericho gambled or with they yes. put a wager on who could sleep with Trish or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a, that was a great game. They, no, they bet a loony. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he Ooh. never, like, uh, I guess he never had, like, a solo mania moment. It seems like he was kind of in that era of money in the banks, right? 
Right, yeah. But, Lumped in with Shelton Benjamin and every single Money in the Bank. Yeah, but still, he had enough tag matches there, too. So he was solid. Surefire Hall of Famer. At least he should be. I kind of didn't want to pick him because everyone thinks he should be in there. It's kind of... Mm-hmm. But looking at the list, you got to go with him. That was a good... That was a good tree all around. We had a nice uh, 2000s-era pick from all yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's like a bad SmackDown episode of 2007. <laughs> Play, are you going to be in a tag team match? <laughs> then the winner is going to fight The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, we are on Chris. We both have. We all have two more picks to go. Yep. Oh, here we so go. This, this one I'd call kind of a wild card. It's... Someone in the world of wrestling who... Oh, no. No doubt. Oh, no. Sure, ballot Hall of Famer. You're going to do... Fuck. You're going to take He's, my pick again. I know it. He is... Uh, if you had a Mount Rushmore of brains in the world of wrestling, this man would be on it. Uh, he's a mastermind. He's evil genius. He created the ECW phenomenon and SmackDown's greatest era ever. And now he's the advocate. Todd Gordon? Lesnar. I'm going pretty- with Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman, just on his acceptance speech alone, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, Put would, that guy on stage with no stop clock just to ramble on stories. It'd still be going. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you when you think of the Mount Rushmore of just wrestling brains, he's right behind Vince McMahon, right? 100%. Yeah, it's got to be. I, I'm honestly shocked he isn't your main eventer. I just don't, don't think he could draw a crowd, you know? I Unless you it. did it in Philly. Oh, man. <laughs> you do a whole ECW class in Philly. That'd be awesome. You know, he's from top to bottom since from mid eighties in uh, AWA to WCW to all the way around. Yeah. He's hall of fame. Yeah. Whatever he does, he's fantastic. If it's backstage booking the show, whatever is awesome. But like even on TV, he's great. He's one of the best managers. He's hilarious when he's like the GM. Mm-hmm. I am a thousand percent behind that pick. Yeah, he's got to go in eventually, unless they are trying to hold him out of it, which is also possible. Yeah, I mean he's still on TV. Maybe you wait for him to be yeah, gone yeah, from the totally public eye for a while. I agree. Fantastic pick. Um, I, I don't even. Right. We could we could talk about that forever. We gotta you know like we could talk about ECW for hours so we should just not you know we know how great he is so not jumping too far into it aaron who's your uh who's your next one Oops, well speaking of ecw <laughs> oh no here comes <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and i'm doing a two-pack with this one what I'm going Taz with Bill Alfonso <laughs> as my wild card. You can't just put managers oh, in with wrestlers. Oh, yeah. You got to put Fonzie in, man. He was a uh, team Taz is going in. Hey, Fonzie was also a uh, referee that refereed in some pretty big matches. So Yes. In the old WWF but, uh, and WCW, I believe. But, uh, dude, Taz, badass. Two-time world champion, television champ, tag team champ. Goofy ass FTW champ. Uh, I think he was only one of two ECW Triple Crown champions. Build is a total badass, you know, this little five seven dude. Great on the mic. Sounded like a straight up thug. Um, <laughs> to me, 
WWF, what they did to him was a total travesty. I mean, he was incredible in, in ECW for so long, uh, just beating the living shit out of everyone. No selling the shit out of moves like <laughs> Bam Bam power bombs. I mean, he just gets up and f- tells him to fuck off. Like, <laughs> he was awesome, dude. So That feud's one of my favorite feuds. Bam yeah. Bam and Taz is up there. Oh, it's fantastic. Bam Bam Taz was a great feud. Bam Bam uh, Taz Sabu is like, you know, the feud. Right. Right. That, yeah. <laughs> I had to put him in, man. A wild card. He's too memorable to me as a kid growing up just thinking like, you know, super fucking tough dude. Badass motherfucker. So I'm putting Taz with Fonzie in together. <laughs> with Fonzie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I may call a, a red flag on Fonzie going no in with way, him. But... <laughs> no way. I contemplated him for the legacy pick, so I'll allow it. Who, Fonzie? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you got to give Taz credit, too, for the uh, SmackDown announcer era, which me and Pete quote oh, yeah. endlessly to yeah, each other. That's nonstop. <laughs> he was very underrated as an announcer. Still an announcer. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember yeah, when he feeded with, yeah. with uh, JR, and he did like the segment where he was like, doing his cooking show, making fun of JR's barbecue. That's funny. <laughs> he was a... Uh, Long-time TNA announcer, too. Him and uh, Mike Tanay. It's a good team. It is. <laughs> it Mike Tanay should be a legacy pick. Yeah, he should <laughs> it be. It should be. Uh, Taz had a great podcast. Uh, we always yeah. talk about stuff that we stole from his podcast for ours. <laughs> yeah, that's probably our biggest influence on wrestling <laughs> side of podcasting is Taz's fantasy draft. That's funny, because that, that's really true. He was part of Aces and Eights. <laughs> TNA. <laughs> stop propping all the TNA sorry, era stuff. Sorry. Okay. I'll, you're telling me to stop with TNA. Look at Aaron's list. It's all ECW. It's all ECW. I told you guys we're going to hate it. Pete's, Pete's next pick's going to be Abyss, though, because he's so in love with the TNA. Yeah. Can we do a TNA Hall of Fame episode? All right. Yeah. Taz is going in. I agree. He's. He probably won't, but that's a fairly good. No, bet. they'll put him in like New York when they go back to a New York mania. I could see it. Joey has got to be let him in. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> it, it, it should happen. I just I don't know if it will. That's all. Taz all right. and Bill Alfonso. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. <laughs> well, we'll make what about sure. His, uh, nephew Chris Chetty. <laughs> we'll make I don't sure know about that. Chris Chetty, but. <laughs> we'll make sure that in the everything that we write on social media that Alfonso is there with them, not just Taz. <laughs> we'll keep the sanctity of your pack. I can't Thank believe you. that you have Van Dam, Taz, Fonzie, and Sabu is just on the outside looking in. <laughs> you know why? Because to me, like Sabu's character wasn't like Taz's was. Because Sabu was just kind of so mysterious. I don't know. But he's so ahead of his time on the shit he was. he was doing in that era. He was, for sure. But that well, was all. I feel like a lot of that was in FMW. And uh, that's probably, I think that's when Sabu was at his peak. Like, you watch his FMW matches and they're just out of this world. He Like, you know, we just said um, Van Damme was really smooth and fluid. If you go back and watch Sabu and FMW, he's more like Rob Van Dam, where he's not so like, yeah, it's just throwing his reckless body. flailing everywhere. Yeah. Whereas well, uh, once he got to ECW, man, he was just kind of like, looked like Terry Funk, but in better shape. You know, it was like. 
And don't say that he's on the outside looking in. There's still a pick remaining. You never know. That is true. That is true. (laughs) You know, center your whole whole class around Sabu. (laughs) All right. No, not this year. (laughs) Yeah, there's always next year. So we're going to leave the realm of ECW here for a minute, if that's okay. And we're even going to leave the realm of wrestlers in the ring. This person did more for, I I could argue, I think Chris is, you guys are going to shit on it to start, but you're going to agree with me in the end. He did more for wrestling as you enjoy it than anyone in the ring of, of those eras. I am going to put in his rightful place in the Hall of Fame, Jim Johnson, the guy who does all of the WWF music for 30 years. Like He created Stone Cold's music and just every iconic theme song that... I thought that was Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart did all the WCWs and he did like girls in cars and the honky tonk man like he did some of those yeah a but, lot of 80s wbf ones but but yeah like your what's that dvd like the anthology dvd or uh DVD, yeah, the CD CD. Set. like all of those every single song is jim johnston million uh, dollar man i agree with that then 100 percent, man and he was at uh was he at the last Starcast, or was he the one before yeah. that? Where he was, uh, yeah, last not the one we were at, but the one before the that, the Vegas one. Yeah, yeah, they just were interviewing him, and he can just sit there with a guitar and just you know you tell him about the character, and he just starts playing, and it just it comes out as a fucking theme song that's iconic. So that's that scene in Beyond the Mat where he's talking about Vader. He's like, and he stomps, and he's going back and forth, and then he starts playing the. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it just fucking fits perfect for these dudes. Yeah, it's. I don't think people didn't know about him for years and years, but after they started appreciating him, that one guy was doing all that stuff. uh, He's got to be in the hall of fame eventually. Right. Yeah. He's got to be, he he might be one that they lump in a, like you said, legacy, but he deserves some, I'm sure he's got good stories. Yeah. You have someone big induct him and then tell some stories. He was on Austin's podcast maybe a year ago. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think he does many like interviews and stuff, but he he contributes just as much to the product as anyone in the ring. Yeah. So that CD you mentioned is the one that I feel like people kind of started. Everyone's seen that name, you know, and you're like, okay. Yeah, he's doing. I recognize everything. this guy. And now it's the CFO or whatever the fuck those guys are. Which yeah, I don't like theirs. I don't hate them as much as you and Andrew do, but um, I like some of their stuff. Some, yeah, but I don't know. Overall, I feel like a lot of them kind of blend together. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe a lot of his did, too. Like, there's, just like those bad eras of wrestling, those weird mid-2000s. I mean, there may not have been some great songs coming out. They're all kind of similar. Same voice or same beat, but overall, uh, his fingerprints are on. I'd wonder, of your 64 or whatever on the tournament, how many of those songs were his? It had to be a good 60% or more. Yeah, at least in the WWE. At least 70, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you you exclude, like, all the NWO and Suzuki and all that stuff, but, like, every WWF one he had to have a part of, I would assume. Yeah, that's a good choice. I know. Good outside-the-box one. Outside-the-box. Good outside-the-box one, yeah. It's no Jack Tunney, but it's... (laughs) (laughs) It's no Jack (laughs) Tunney. But he's there, so that's what I got. 
So now we're uh, we're on to the main event of our evenings. Yes. Um, you want to recap your list if you have it in front of you? Yeah. So mine was my legacy pick was everyone's favorite president Jack Tony. Oh, my celebrity was WrestleMania 11 main eventer Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> I had Bull Nakano, Brian Pillman, the Big Red Machine Kane. And Paul Heyman. Of your so. list, only one person has main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> He's a celebrity. <laughs> well, maybe it'll change now, my friend. Oh, so we're, we're here to the main event. This one's fairly new, I'm going to say, but no question, the impact this guy's made on the impact. <laughs> it's a <laughs> not that impact. <laughs> He's only been in one promotion his entire career. He's been the face of that promotion for a long time. Yeah, Abyss. I know. That's nuts. <laughs> my fro- you know my brother Abyss. <laughs> Joseph Park. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Wrestle- WrestleMania upon WrestleMania. WrestleMania moments upon WrestleMania. Kind of phased out of the picture. Literally phased out of the picture at this year's WrestleMania. But he's a Generations Hulk Hogan. John Cena. Main event. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna pick him too. I I feel like this year's mania, he just phased out of the actual ring, and he's barely wrestling. I feel like it, that was the time put him in the Hall of Fame. He's he's never gonna be on another run again. I think he's just kind of done. He's kind of a spot appearances like The Rock and the dude of modern day Hogan for the run he had, and you could see what they're missing now. They don't. There's no star like him it's at fans. all on the roster. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Fans, live well, matches, people in the crowd, <laughs> matches with up, <laughs> up until then they were trying to oh, find their sorry. next John Cena. You're right. Roman Reigns wasn't doing it. He's, Brian Danielson had a close shot there, but nah, he no, he wasn't nowhere close to John Cena, dude. But he was like, we've argued this before. Like he's he, he was on the verge of like breaking out as like I feel like Austin level. He was starting to hit. No. But, no, I'm gonna disagree, dude. But compared, anyways, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We'll argue that another day. Yeah. But John Cena, closest thing you've had to any of those stars, and 100%. no one has touched it since. Right. The the stat that I always go back to is uh look at how long Austin and The Rock and even like I guess Bret Hart, like those guys, were on top. So like mm-hmm. Austin was what, WrestleMania fourteen to 19 Austin's is real short when you think about like, it. The Rock is like kind of the same but just like shifted over a couple of years. John Cena was the man for 15 years. <laughs> That's insane that Austin I, I don't want to say burnt out, but you know what I mean like his flame was white hot and then just right. went away within a handful of years. Cena was like Bruno San Martino level run. Yeah. Like insane the long as like Hogan was, if you lump his WCW together, you had Hogan from 89 to 98, 99. So Hogan, maybe 10 years. Yeah, that, that's because, yeah, he was a little was bit. big in the early 80s, too, though. We just didn't watch it. I mean, he was, over, like, by 81, he was, like. Um, I would say 86. You give Hogan 86 to 98. I wouldn't even say 99. He kind of flames out at the end of WCW, you know? The, the other thing that I think people would argue is that the travel schedule like how many I know maybe this isn't all based it on all of it, but 
uh, Hogan was doing like four pay-per-views a year. How many like TV appearances? Like not a, right. not as many as Cena was like every Raw for fucking fifteen years as champion. Oh, yeah. uh, movies, news, travel. Like said, he had the record for uh, Make a Wish appearances. Yeah. Like he yeah. was. The dude was nonstop for those that run. Yeah, it's it's funny. I think wrestlers say it, but musicians, you always hear that like you're not paying to hear them perform. You're paying for the travel that they're doing, like the mm-hmm. the the sacrifice that they're putting themselves through to get from town to town. That's that's the hard part of their job. And right. his job may have been 15 minutes in the ring, but it was nonstop. You can argue that he's right up there. He's definitely up there with Rock and Austin and Hogan. And you could argue yeah, he's definitely bigger. I mean, I we know we could agree to disagree on. I'm not saying I agree with it, but if he's not, I'd say you'd have to you have to pick the top three in WWE history. It's Hogan, Austin, Cena, even above the Rock. It's it, he's right there. It's hard not to. I would definitely agree with that. I think Cena's. Cena's transcended into pop culture. I mean, he's hosting like the Today Show and stuff like that. Yeah. He's in tons of movies. He's in commercials. Um, he's he's pop culture. He's beyond yeah. you know just wrestling. Whereas like, okay, I got to bring this up because you know like uh, Daniel Bryan, like the whole yes thing moved into popular culture. But I think I don't think anyone would know that it came from wrestling. Like. Daniel Bryan was popular and the whole yes movement was, you know, you'd see that everywhere. But if you just ask some average asshole at a college football mm-hmm. game, where did the yes thing came from? They'd be like, I don't fucking know. Agreed. Whereas people I, know who John Cena is. No, I understand. You're, you're right with that. I, I'll buy that argument. But the thing with Bryan was like, that was just kicking off. And then he like, just had to end it. We're like, you didn't know where it was head. Like it was seemed like it was heading on a level where like, Oh, we finally found our next big star. And then it just kind of like, stopped in his tracks where I, and I think I I feel like he could have been the next big one. I think that our argument, Aaron, is that if you're putting like Austin, the rock and Cena at like a 10 out of 10 of pop culture popularity, Daniel Bryan was like pushing seven or eight, but no one else is pushing like four or five. Like he's not up to their level, but he was above and beyond what anyone else other than those guys have been in the past 10 years. That's the argument. Yeah, he's not as big. He's not as big, but yeah, he's not as big. But they haven't. He was like a. You drop him in Taker's level, and it seemed like he was like pushing that needle to like make the next jump up. You know, that's what it kind of felt like at that moment. That's I can kind of agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're all about agreeing. We're about (laughs) common ground here. I like that debate though of trying to figure out you know where people level off because like wrestling nerds are going to talk taker you know as an all-time great but like you said you ask the average person they're going to know those three names they're not going to know undertaker i don't know maybe maybe more so now but like five six years ago you know i don't know i feel like wrestling past half a decade wrestling's kind of leapfrogged to like its own pop culture relevance you know i think that's the hams talking (laughs) All right, we're not we're not arguing John Cena. That that's fantastic. So I don't know if we don't have anything else about him, Aaron. If you want to recap yours and go into your main event ski. Yeah. Uh, so let me bring my list back up. So my, I, I had a oh. legacy pick of Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher. 
And then I went back to good old WCW for the Misfits <laughs> as my celebrity pick. I put in the Nasty Boys as my tag team. Woman, or the Fallen Angel, or Nancy Benoit as my female inductee. The Fallen Angel. Then I went with uh, RVD, and Taz was my wild card. The guy we were just talking about, actually, is a guy that I'm going to be inducting. I don't know why he's not in there yet, even though he's still wrestling. But, uh, you know, I think this guy's got to get in there. Uh, <laughs> got to put the taker in. But, I agree. Yeah, I'm putting taker in. I'm putting Paul Bear in with taker. <laughs> I got to do the managers. You keep picking back everyone on your picks. <laughs> I have to, dude. But you can you can tell me no if you want. But uh, you know Percy Pringle, he's classic. <laughs> I'm done. When with I think Undertaker. when I think of Undertaker, I think of Undertaker with Paul Bear. So um, I'm putting them both in. They were just a classic duo. You know, Paul Bear's voice was incredible. But uh, Taker, either way, is has got to go in 100. percent I feel like he was another guy on the cusp of being that like pop culture icon. He was. He's not. Uh, he's not John Cena. He's not Hogan, Austin, or The Rock. But uh, I think people do know who the Undertaker is. Oh, just, yeah, for sure. Just because he's such an iconic character, you know, and he's been all over Good Morning America. Since you know, he was kind of a one of those guys. Vince McMahon was shipping around to be on talk shows. What was I watching? I was watching. Uh, who was it? Vader was on some talk show in like oh, yeah. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Taker's just sitting there watching him beat the shit out of, or scare the shit out of some guy. But uh, yeah, Undertaker, classic character. Speaking of theme music, I think that was another, I just looked it up, was a Jim Johnston. Uh, oh yeah. Theme song. And uh, multiple WrestleMania headliner, multiple time world champion, different reincarnations of his character why he's not in yet is stupid he should be but yeah it's just because he's still it's just because he's still wrestling that's the only reason like he's Mm -hmm. i i think some would argue he's the epitome of wwf wrestler like oh yeah like i know pop culture wise maybe not with us though i could argue he is with those top couple guys but i don't know i i'd put him right up there if not above them. Like, I, I totally agree. He's on my short list of main eventers. Oh, yeah. He's definitely, whenever he's in, he's going to be, they're going to build a class around his Oh, for production. sure. There's gonna yeah. be, he may be, I I would argue, they could just do a one-person thing and just have it be yeah. him. Like, I, I, Especially, like you said, for WBF, WBE. I think he's, he's that big. Yeah, he's the epitome of their, he, like, and he passed a, uh, when the streak was hot, that was bigger than the main events of Mania. Like, yeah. That was all you cared about for those four or five Manias when you're waiting to see if maybe someone could do it. We literally, when we did our WrestleMania draft, we had an Undertaker match. <laughs> you know, like he was above. That's right. I uh, forgot about that. It was like a, a title match in itself, which if we redid that now, oh man, <laughs> we'd have some problems. <laughs> But yeah, it, we should have did that this year. That would have been a good one. Well, we'd have two from this year's WrestleMania in there. Oh, good God. <laughs> Another Taker match. Yep. Taker, after he's kind of fallen off, you know, reinvents himself again and does the graveyard match or boneyard match. Yeah, so good. Hall of Fame quality. Definitely. 
No argument there. We'll argue that you're throwing managers in with everyone, but <laughs> I can't help it, dude. Paul, I feel Paul like they're synonymous with each other, dude. I think we did actually. It. Paul Bear's in, isn't he? I don't his, know. His son accepted on his behalf. I oh, maybe feel like I remember seeing that. Well, then that's more reason to put him in as a duo. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets two. <laughs> son of a bitch. I mean, I argued when I did the Midnight Express a couple of years ago that Cornette would go in with them, you know, because he was like literally part of that team. Right. So, I, I get where you're going. So Undertaker yeah, going Paul in. Yeah, Paul Bear is in. Holy shit, his son looks like. <laughs> what a weird looking guy. You mean Kane? That's no, William Moody. <laughs> you mean Kane? Kane, Taker, and Paul Bear are all going in this year. We're very heavy on the. Dark you just realm. need Death Dealer Steve Williams. Is that who it was? What the was it or was it called the Death Dealer? Remember when they had like the Tommy Star, the, the guillotine guy who was like falling oh, take around in '98. Uh, executioner, Executioner. That was Steve Williams, wasn't it? No, that was Terry Gordy. Terry Gordy, yeah. That was Terry Gordy. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. He was only I remember there for, being like, one of them sweet dudes from that era. He was like for one show, right? I mean, he was not there for long. He got a bone cruncher, though. He did? Yeah, it was It was only in the Buried Alive four-pack. That would make sense. <laughs> Talk about more about Taker. Like, just matches that were built around him. Like, yeah. literally made Hell in a Cell, Buried Alive. Buried Alive. Uh, casket match. Casket Boiler matches. Room. Yeah. Boiler Room. Like, just all matches built around his character. He's he's above and beyond. Boneyard match. <laughs> the last ride match. What? That was him and Kennedy, wasn't it? Maybe. And we're not even talking about reincarnating, talking about uh, reinventing yourself over and over. Jesus. Yeah, he's, I'd argue he's in that breath with Hogan and Austin and Flair and Savage and all them. Like, he's up there. There's there's no passion. Oh, yeah. If you're, putting, if you're putting Flair, Savage up there, he's for sure in that level. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That's a good class. Good job. He was, he was never in a ECW, but he'll round up <laughs> nicely. <laughs> All right, so looking at my group, I have uh, as my legacy pick, I have Joey Morella. Uh, we're going Andy Kaufman as my celebrity. Mickey James is getting her due in the Hall of Fame. I got the British Bulldogs, Christian, and the music man, Jim Johnston. And then we get to my main event. This may surprise you, but this is where I'm going. Uh <laughs> I'm making fun of Aaron for putting groups of people, you know, managers and extras in there, but I'm uh, considering doing the same thing. I'm not just doing a team. I'm not just doing a group. (laughs) The main event, a person or people who redefined wrestling as we know it. (laughs) I'm going, I'm just inducting. ECW as the man. Oh man! So <laughs> it, I did not see this coming. Kind of, I, I love it. I had Heyman like in there for years, but then it's like we always joked: would Heyman induct them? Would like you just have all of those guys come out and induct him? But why not just center the whole thing? He could accept. You know, it's not like him him getting it for himself. But him mm-hmm. getting it for the whole group, 
Um, yeah. I would just yeah. induct all of ECW. Maybe that's me. <laughs> so you don't have to get RVD and Taz and everyone up there individually because <laughs> I don't think they deserve it individually. Oh, God. <laughs> but, you, got, you got our hopes up and then you, <laughs> then you put a knife right in our back. shit on us, dude. <laughs> but as a group, as a whole, uh, I just put them all in there in one lump sum for what they did, obviously for the Attitude Era and pushing everyone to do their style and just changing the business forever. Could you imagine if that was in Philly or New York? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd make the road trip. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Could you imagine a photo op on stage? You got like Sandman, New Jack, Francine, <laughs> all these people on stage for it. Somehow I feel like they would very they would cherry pick who was up there. <laughs> It would be it would be yeah Heyman Dreamer yeah Blue Meanie Stevie Richards <laughs> Bubba yeah, Ray it'd be very <laughs> very corporate <laughs> they'd have the fucking musketeer with his one pant leg <laughs> they'd just have like real random fucking two thousand one people no I like that because like you said they're kind of veering that way with factions and weird groups so that's a faction I feel like they. They definitely would be nervous to induct half the people, so oh, why not just yeah. put them all together as one giant lump sum? Just have them, have them all up there with you know Shelton Benjamin and Matt Hardy mm. and <laughs> <laughs> Ezekiel <The> Zombie, <laughs> Colt Cabana with the butterfly wings. <laughs> That's my ECW. <laughs> <sighs> Looking at my list, it's kind of real random. <laughs> I just got some nonsense in mind. That's we were we were pretty ECW heavy all overall this year. We were. Who would have thought? It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do things. We surprise people. I was waiting for Aaron to pick Mike Awesome this year after the great <laughs> induction he gave him last year, even though he wasn't inducted. Wearing his yeah, I don't know flannels. if I could put him in. I, he hasn't done enough in like. Well, I mean, ECW was awesome, but it was such a short run that. He didn't have the longevity of like Taz and RVD did. Yeah, I agree. He did become the fat check thriller though. <laughs> oh, that's why I wouldn't put him in because WCW <laughs> made him look like an idiot. <laughs> Maybe he'll make your luck le- your legacy pick next year. One when we induct FMW as a whole, <laughs> Arzan Goto. <laughs> the the headhunters are going in as a team. Hell yeah, Ponderosa and Sweethouse. <laughs> okay, that's that's enough. That's enough of that. <laughs> oh, this is uh, one of our long. Well, I can't tell. I don't know if this is one of our longer episodes, or we just have been sitting here bullshitting for so long that it's. We uh, definitely have been talking for like four hours <laughs> since seven thirty, dude. <laughs> it's all. Good. We all miss each other. Yeah, <laughs> this is what quarantine does to us. It makes for good content. I just don't know if it's coming out this coming Tuesday <laughs> because it's going to take a long time to edit. So. We may like, hey, we used to do every two weeks, so yeah, we were on a run for for a week. <laughs> <laughs> we're back on the schedule. Well, that's fine. Yeah, um, we'll give everyone a little time to digest the last couple. So this will be out sooner rather than later, or later rather than sooner. Whatever. Hey, like you said, there's no rules anymore. Just drop it whenever. Yeah, whenever <laughs> I get to it, which I don't know when it's going to be because I'm actually working, and you know. Maybe we should send them your way so you can edit it while uh, while you're sitting home. I I got a poster to finish, <laughs> and and a new pin to finish. Oh man, uh, is that the? Uh... I was discussing it with the Pollyanna guy who makes the pins mm-hmm. on which direction to go. He was excited about it. Uh, did you 
Are you going to bring it up to the subject of the pen? Is that the one you're going with? What's that? Uh, I'll just bleep it out. Are you going with the... the no, the... Ex- oh. <laughs> That's funny. So I, and he's... Pollyanna was good with that? Yeah, he popped for it. <sighs> so much. Uh, I had someone... Michelle was giving me a couple funny ideas. We may need to... Oh, all right. Well, that's all getting edited out because that's yeah. that's shop talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of bleeping. Oh, do we have anything else to talk about with Hall of Fame? Are we uh, we're content with our our picks? Yeah, I got a celebrity. I can't wait for next year, so I'm gonna have to pencil it down and wait a whole another year. I have a main eventer for next year that I just keep holding off on. I don't know how no one's picked them. Shocked it hasn't happened. Yeah. Are you washing your There's hands, a- Aaron? What are you doing? <laughs> I was brushing my teeth. It's gotta be. It's, it's, are you in the bed? Ba- where are you sitting when you're doing this? I have to be in the bathroom because Abby's trying to sleep. She's probably ready to kill me right now. You've been in the bathroom <laughs> this entire time. No, I was in the bedroom, but she went to bed. So now I gotta, I had to go in the bathroom. Otherwise, I'm keeping her awake. So for for being a, a former radio personality, you know, you're sitting in the room with the most echo possible. <laughs> I know it's terrible. <laughs> That's okay. We appreciate uh, your uh, dedication to the, the podcast. <laughs> the show must go on. Yes, you can send our apologies to Abby. Uh, and our appreciation for pulling you from your your daily duties to help us out. Oh, it's a good time, man. Always a good time. Yeah, this is uh, the famous Hall of Fame episode. We couldn't do it without you. That's why we were waiting. Appreciate you guys including me, man. I look forward to this. So. Was uh, was it our most highly rated episode last year? Is Chris still there? Did he disappear? What's that? Uh, <laughs> was uh, the Hall of Fame our most downloaded episode last year? Uh, yeah, it was at the time. I don't know if it's still, I'll also check if it still is. Yeah. That's, you could check too, can't you? Yeah, but I I don't like looking. <laughs> I always look. I look like every day at work and I'm bored. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't want to see how many thousands of people are listening. We've oh. had, uh, what was it, 17,000 listens all together? Oh, we need to do something for when we hit it. Or a- 1,700, sorry. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> don't get my... Yeah. We 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 average like fifty to sixty, which is kind of funny that there's fifty to sixty random assholes listening to this. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, that's terrible. But that's okay. it is. But it's kind of funny because I don't know who half of them are outside of like fifteen friends. Yeah, I wish people would like send us emails or tweet us, do yeah. something, tell us who you are. If you made it this long, <laughs> send us an email. We're twenty by twenty pod at gmail dot com. You can tweet us or Instagram, yeah. like us, do something. Let us know you're out Just there. Just tweet, like, tuning in from Des Moines, Iowa, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we just, I'm curious. Like, if we, maybe it's people that follow us and then we follow them back. And so we just see them all the time. But I don't know. I want to know who's out there that we don't know. Give us a shout out. Uh, Boy Kelly listens. We haven't talked about Boy Kelly in a long time. No, it even referenced him. Then I had a bull Nakano on my pick. <laughs> He's probably going to tweet us as soon as he hears that. All right. Well, it's getting late, so we should probably wrap this up because we'll probably talk another 20 minutes after we stop recording. Right. So uh, this has been another good episode, uh, Hall of Fame, year three, and uh, we'll do it again next year. I'm sure of it. Hell so. yeah. 
So, for the bathroom dwelling Aaron and the <laughs> hams drinking Chris, I'm uh, sitting here with George. It's a good thing we got his uh, howl on <laughs> recorded. We will see everyone soon enough. Thanks for tuning in. shitty version of the music yeah there are two different uh, versions of the song uh no so the way it is it's like a i don't know fucking two dozen different instruments laid over each other and then when i want to try to be funny like oh the whole band didn't make it i cut some of them out ah. so it sounds like there's only a handful of instruments in ah, the okay that's what and then there's different versions of the guy talking so sometimes I throw a different one in there to make it sound a little different, but gotcha. that's the, the magic behind the, the curtain. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll try to do a shitty version one here too, because can't get the whole band together in quarantine. <sighs> As George is licking, I can fucking smell it. It's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.